This is Church Tech Profiles, episode 14 for the week of January 4th, 2021. Chris Egizabal. Well, welcome to another edition of Church Tech Profiles. Uh, I am Van Metzke, your host, obviously, because I'm the only host of this program. So uh, we don't have a bunch of hosts. It's just me, just little old me. Um, so uh, on, uh, on the podcast today, we have um, somebody who has become a good friend of mine in the last, I don't know, what, Chris, a couple, couple years, three, two, three years now, I guess. Yeah, I um, guess so. It's been a, or been it's a minute. Pro- <laughs> it's probably, probably more than that. <laughs> it's probably, it's, I, I'm yeah, getting, I'm not good I, at tracking down years. I'm getting to the age where I go, it's, been oh, I, it's only been like a year. And it, my wife's <laughs> like, that's like 10 years. It's been like right. 10 years. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you get, you're not old, but I am an old guy. So I, <laughs> that's, I, um, I, uh, I do that a lot. So Chris, you are um, the lighting director at Harvest. You own your own company. You're a freelancer. You have podcasts, you have YouTube channels, you have just all kinds of stuff. Um, and keep busy. <laughs> and you have a harder last name than I do. Yeah. It's Eggy Zabal. Aha! Uh-huh. See, so there you go. Which is some people obviously all call me Squeezy Ball because it's somehow easier to say. I've heard. I've actually heard that. So, squeezy or Squeezy Ball is what you'll probably hear a lot. Daryl Sutton. Like ah, I know who that is. Daryl Sutton. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says that all of them. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. So Chris and I've been talking about being on the podcast for a while, and I decided we just better pull the trigger. Since yeah. you know, it, th- this is this here. is being this is being recorded right in the right before Christmas, literally right before Christmas, twenty twenty. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you have Crazy nothing. To, times. You have nothing to do. I mean, shoot, Not you were just <laughs> you were just on vacation, so you know. Yeah, we did all our Christmas stuff weeks ago, and we filmed the full Christmas special that's now playing the whole week. So this week is actually really chill for us, other than. Christmas Eve services. So, yeah. So a few weeks ago was a madhouse. (laughs) So you've been the, you've, you've been the lighting director at Harvest for how long? Uh, it's definitely been over 10 years now. Uh, I went part-time just over a year ago now was last September, uh, to start my company up and try some different things. And then COVID hit. So I'm like, oh, well, this was great timing. <laughs> and so it was doing great. Like it was the, you know, jobs are picking up, sales are going up, rentals are through the roof. And then COVID hit and every single event shut down. And yeah. there goes me. <laughs> and uh, Harvest was generous enough, obviously, to bring me back on full time. Uh, so I'm thankful for them opening a door back up. But also, churches have been very busy through this whole... Churches have been busy. So it was kind of a confusing time because I was like trying to figure out, do I you know, go back to a full-time job or do I like wait it out and see what happens? And we decided, like, let's just do both. And Harvest <laughs> is extremely flexible with my schedule. So let's 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 wait it out and go back to full-time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so how, how did you get... Kind of explain your... What's your journey been? How did you get in, you know, how did you get inspired and, and get into doing lighting and, yeah. and all that good stuff? Well, I obviously live in SoCal, Southern California, and 
Where else do most SoCal, SoCal, SoCal kids go? They go to Disneyland a lot. And so my parents both worked at Disneyland. And obviously one of the biggest inspirations for me was going to Disneyland, seeing the shows. And then you start to look at the shows and you start to notice, hey, there's like people working behind the scenes that are wearing black. And oh, that looks pretty cool. And uh, so, yeah, I got really interested in production pretty early on. I'd say like 10, 11 when we were hanging out and be like, oh, that looks like a fun job. And then probably around, I'd say 13, 14, started asking some people and definitely like 15, 16, I got hooked up with some people uh, who worked at Disneyland in tech services and they became mentors to me. And they essentially told me what I had to do, the colleges I should look at. A lot of them actually, they didn't, none of them actually went to church. None of them are actually Christians, but it's funny that almost all of them highly recommended looking into a church to volunteer at. And uh, so I did all that. I found Harvest through a friend who I was homeschooled with. Because uh, it wasn't like the traditional homeschool where you just locked up at home. You actually went to a learning center. You did stuff online. So Not like homeschool. Friend. Not like homeschool is in 2020. <laughs> exactly. A little more freedom to hang out with people and all that. And so, yeah, I met a friend. We went to high school together. And he's like, hey, you should come volunteer at my church. Uh, we're looking for more volunteers. And that's how I met Mike Smith. Uh, started emailing Mike. I was a little rebellious because I'm like, I just wanted to learn lighting. I wasn't a Christian at the time. Uh, my family was actually Catholic. <laughs> and Mike was like, <laughs> I think I kind of almost maybe guilt tripped Mike into letting me volunteer or something like that. I forgot <laughs> so long ago. But eventually it finally worked out to where I could start hanging out and started volunteering. Uh, that's the same time I met all the guys at Harvest Shea, Brian Bauer, Paul Royer. Um, and then they required me to attend church and stuff. So thankful for that because that's how I became a Christian. I uh, gave my life to Christ at a day seven and Harvest Crusade. I did it twice because I didn't feel right the first time. So, um, <laughs> Hey, better safe than sorry, man. Exactly. Yeah, right? So it happened twice, and both of them were Harvest. So thankful for that. And then, yeah, started volunteering at Harvest. I I did college, too. Uh, I went to Cal State Fullerton. I uh, got my degree in lighting design and uh, theater arts. And then uh, my whole goal through the whole thing was just to get a job at Disneyland. So uh, Disney, all of my mentors from there was like, you need two years work experience or equivalent. And then obviously the the college kind of helps, but it it didn't really matter to them too much at the time. So uh, I still did that and worked at Disney. I eventually did get hired at Disney. I think I was 19. So I was the youngest technician in the department. (laughs) Barely had my license. When they hired me, I didn't have my license. And literally the first week I got my license, they asked me to drive a truck from the warehouse pulling the castle spires covered up in snowflakes. Oh, oh man. Um, it wasn't actually the spires. Oh, sorry. It was like the snow, uh, the icicles for them or something like that. Anyways. So first time driving a giant stake bed truck. Oh my gosh. Down ball road. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was quite the experience. And then I worked at Disneyland for a while. Uh, my dad got sick though. So I had to leave there because their, their point system is just insane. 
pretty much it's one of those companies where like, we don't care like what's going on like you have these amount of points you need to fix it or you know right. figure something out yeah and so i just say well i'm not gonna like not be around if my dad dies so i quit disney and uh didn't know what i was gonna do and then mike graciously offered me a job as a lighting guy there part-time so i took that and did freelance a lot i started freelancing a lot more back then because disney obviously everyone knows your name then right and everyone starts calling you being like hey i know this guy used to work at disneyland he's free so he's actually available <laughs> and yep. so i t started getting a ton of freelance gigs um and then eventually worked my way at harvest to getting full-time i was salary for a while and then went back to full-time hourly and then, yeah, just kept doing freelance too at the same time. And then thanks to freelance work, I've been able to work on different shows like the Grammys and a bunch of different TV shows, all that fun stuff. And then while working at Harvest. So that's kind of my journey. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. It's <laughs> a long story. Yeah. What's, um, what's it been like? this year like you know you you went well let's talk a little bit about your business because you still have a business i do have the business still and it's still the sales and all that i i i distribute for a company called e2i design and a couple other companies um, but they're the primary one for avl and then i offer all my services through my company because if you've been in california you know freelancers are not allowed anymore you're kicked out <laughs> so right. yeah. you have to be under a company umbrella so that's honestly what prompted me to start the company I was like well i wanted to keep doing freelance because i love it and a lot of my clients wouldn't you weren't able to be hired as an employee so uh, right. a lot of them just encouraged me to start a company and it was cheap so well and if you don't know if you're not here in california we have this stupid law that went into effect last this last year because they were going after Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Uh, because the, I don't know, it was the taxi drivers union or I don't know what it was. Limo, limo and taxi drivers unions didn't like Uber yeah. and Lyft. So they went after them and they made them become employees. And of course, Uber and Lyft fought this thing for an entire year. Then so, but they couldn't just go after Uber and Lyft. They had to go back. They had to go after every part-time employee, uh, 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 freelance employee. So they basically went after everybody who freelances. And so, of course, this encompasses thousands of different, you know, types of people, thousands of different types of industries, and it really hurt the AV industry, like big time. Yeah. Um, especially, and I would actually say, especially in church. Mm -hmm. um because oh, yeah so many churches hire people just for the weekends or whatever it's true yeah and um so but what happened this november we got a reprieve but just for uber and lyft i find that hilarious so they make a law that encompasses everybody so they can go after uber and lyft and then we make a new law saying uber and lyft are exempt from that very law so now they just basically jacked over everyone else and True. did not get the people they were actually going after with the law. Yeah. So of course that's Crazy. typical, typical California. All of you who Absolutely. don't live in California, you think you think that that politics here is crazy, and it is. It is insane to live in California. <laughs> politics is insane. Right. So anyway, but um, so uh, what are what have you guys been doing for uh, 
you know, I don't like to harp on the whole, you know, beer bug thing that's been happening this year, but it is happening. And so it's something that we right. need to talk about. What, what was, how, how you guys, obviously, because, you know, Greg Laurie has been on TV for years, been on internet since the beginning, YouTube channel, podcast. I mean, you know, you guys do everything already. That's like, you really were, were, were right. you know, pioneers of all that. Um, so for you, the, the, um, I can imagine that it wasn't a huge change online for what the church was doing. It was just a huge change for all the live stuff, which was you know right. a, a huge amount of it. So what, what was kind of the process this year of how you guys changed, um, how you were presenting stuff? How did, and how did that impact your, your job? Uh, so when it hit the, there was like a point where they ended up saying like this weekend we're not going to be off services and we have nothing produced for the weekend or the week after that. So literally we all got calls at like nine o'clock at night saying that we need to go to the Orange County campus and record Greg for a few weekend messages. And so all of us went to Orange County that night. We were there till like 2 a.m. He recorded a group of messages to handle over the next few weeks because we weren't sure like if we were able to have services in person at all or what and there was nothing produced for online for as long, at least for a few weeks so we went in at like 10 o'clock at night till two in the morning a whole crew lighting audio video and recorded a group of messages and that played for a while because we were all off work and paid off work for probably about two weeks and then um and then we got the okay to start having in-person services so we started doing drive-in services that was the first thing we started doing and that was <laughs> that was quite the ordeal because we've never done a drive-in service before so we did am transmitting which never sounds good <laughs> nope and uh they didn't really want to pay for the the licenses to do fm and you could do FM. It's just you kind of risk getting caught, and obviously the church doesn't want to do that. And so we stuck with AM because it's legal. Didn't sound too great, but so we did a couple of drive-in services. We did have a PA, but it wasn't a big PA. It was just enough for probably the first few rows of cars to hear. But we well, filled and, the and, parking and, lot yeah. up every service with cars. And you guys are a little bit blessed because behind you is an airport <laughs> yeah so yeah it's not just like a bunch of houses right there you it's know true <laughs> so so we did yeah so we were able to pack out the parking lot and then we did for our orange county campus there is no parking lot really there so we had to do it at the the orange outlets the block as it used to be called so we rented out or rented or they gave us a giant portion of the parking lot there so that was our orange county campus for a weekend or two they weren't using it <laughs> malls, yeah. were, malls were closed down exactly. right exactly and then uh and then we started producing a online church which was called harvest a home and that started over the summer and so that's been kind of the primary viewing for church and then we we started being able to have in-person services but had to be outside so we did a tent and that was that's been happening for a while now i think since middle summer so yeah we've been doing tent services ever since and, and california uh, and california is all over the map about what's happening yeah. 
It's Even though been, the, the governor says one thing, but the counties basically do kind of whatever they kind of whatever they want at this point. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, so, and we happen to live. Chris and I live in the same county, which is yeah. Uh, if you guys watch the news, you've probably seen our infamous sheriff Chad Bianco, oh, yeah. who basically just uh, said. I'm going to follow the constitution. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's been an interesting, it's been interesting to be in Riverside because we're like this weird bastion of not the rest of a lot of California. You yeah. Know? So, crazy. Um, but, uh, but we have a huge, you know, I mean, we have a huge uh, population here where we live. Oh it's yeah. One, one of the population centers of California. So it's been very interesting. Now you guys did an amazing Christmas extravaganza. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I think you're talking about the tree lighting. Yep. Uh, we started tree lighting a couple years ago. I think it was inspired probably by Saddleback's tree lighting. Thanks guys for the inspiration. Um, <laughs> And obviously, they, they know I worked at Disneyland, and Greg's just like, hey, Chris, can we do like a Disney-level tree lighting ceremony? And the first one was kind of like, eh, it was big. We did an ice skating rink and everything. As far as like what you could do on the campus, it was nice pre-COVID because we literally did everything. Ice skating rink, we did projection mapping on the walls, a marketplace. It was crazy. And then... The tree itself is pixel mapped with LED RGB pixel Christmas lights. So each and every bulb on the tree can be controlled. And we've got a, uh, a system called uh, X lights. You could look it up online. A lot of churches have actually been asking me about where we get our lights from. And so it's Holiday Coro and it's X lights as a software. Although what's nice about the controllers for the tree is uh, there's 16 universes each that output. Uh, so each output could do a universe, and that's about one strand that you could do. Each strand's got like 200 bulbs on it. And uh, you can control it from a lighting console, or you can control from the software. It's a lot easier from the software. <laughs> and so, yeah, every year we've been expanding and expanding. And this past year, we finally got my dream. My dream was to put the tree up on our upper campus, because the upper campus is kind of like Disneyland. There's like this middle section. Everything branches out from there, so it's kind of like the hub of Disneyland. Right. And the nice thing is there's nothing in the middle but this planter. And so I was like for the longest time like that planter is the middle of the campus geographically. Why wouldn't the tree go in the middle? And for years we put it downstairs right next to the palm trees and it didn't look right. It, it just meshed too well with everything and you can't really tell that there was a Christmas tree there. And then also on top of that it was a real tree every year. So our first three trees were real trees that they went up and cut down the first tree was kind of embarrassing because we didn't know what we were doing we went up to big berry think or something like that way up there and found a tree and they cut it down let it hit the ground yeah it's... one whole side of the tree was gone it was just flat so they brought it down and we're like yeah we can't do that and so we found another tree on campus a pine tree didn't look like a christmas tree at all but they cut it and used that as the christmas tree <laughs> well, you put enough lights on a tree, and it that oh, it looks like a Christmas tree after we're done with the lights. Yeah, but in the daytime, yeah. you're like, man, this looks like just another tree in the campus. So, 
It was funny. Uh, but since then, we've gotten a fake tree. This year was the first year we bought two fake trees, and they look gorgeous. We put our pixel lights on those on top of the lights that come with it because it's pre-lit. Um, and then also we expanded. So the whole we finally moved the tree to the upper campus. It's so cool up there. I love it. And then we also, for the show, added all of the show pixel lighting into all the trees on the upper campus. So you're watching the tree do the light show, and then all the trees around the upper campus join in with it. So it's this huge, immersive show. And if that wasn't enough, we brought in our a friend, uh, Etoy, not Etoy, gosh, Concept Pixels, and uh, they did projection mapping for us. So it's a full sensor experience. We had snow, we had the light show on the trees, and then projection mapping. And then uh, I'm good friends with the announcer at Disneyland, so we had his voice announce the starting of the show and awesome. social Disney announcement, announcements and all that. So it was definitely as Disney as you can get. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, put that's, some that's cool. music in from Disney and made it. It was really cool because, obviously, Disneyland is closed out here. And so we were just like, well, let's put on a free event for everyone to experience, you know, some yeah, level of magic magicalness out here without you know worrying about how, how many people did have, have 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 gone through it uh it was a one night thing there was definitely a couple thousand people there yeah and it was socially distanced but it, and it was outside so i mean it is what it is it, it, uh, i know a lot of people might be like there was like three thousand people you gotta be kidding me yeah but it was a cool yeah. experience yeah yeah well i think everybody's kind of adapting and everybody's got to do what what you feel is you know whatever you feel is the best and people people if people are need to be feel like they need to be safe then they shouldn't go that's just all that's just the bottom line that's that's the that's the tack that i take look if you if you feel unsafe don't go to the event if you don't feel like you will be safe don't fly in the plane if you don't feel safe then don't go to that party. Like that's all there is to it, you know? Uh, And so anyway, well, that's cool. Uh, So how did you guys do power for this thing? I mean, I know it's all LED, so it doesn't take as much power, but there had to be some power. projectors are probably the most intense power wise. Yeah. There had to be Uh, some, have you been little by little been preparing the, the campus for, Electrical. The campus is really nicely set up because almost all the trees have a power cable by it or a circuit by them. So that was nice. Like all the palm trees, there's a circuit at the bottom because it was already designed to have lights wrapped around them. Um, so that was nice. I just put one of the control units at each tree and there's lights there. And each unit's like 300 watts. So wasn't a big issue for power for the lights. The projectors, though, we did bring in a generator and everything. And uh, that was quite a process uh, <laughs> as far as running all the cable and everything because there's cable ramps everywhere. Um, but no, it turned out great. Right? It, this definitely is the biggest on-campus experience we've ever done. Right. And uh, it was pretty cool. So I think everyone loved it. Everyone on staff loved it. So I think it was definitely something we're going to look at doing next year right. and probably expanding it further, yeah. 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 Next year, I think people are going to go insane to go to Christmas events because I think, yeah. you know, once, once, you know, once the, the people, people get, you know, 
people get the shot and we get herd immunity and yeah you know and all that kind of stuff um you know well even now like we did our, our halloween thing too our alternative to halloween is harvest fest and we did a the greatest showman vibe and it was a drive-through light show experience and the line was probably two miles long leaving <laughs> the church and we couldn't fit everyone in we we hit the deadline where we because we do have neighbors where we put the light show right and there's like there was a quarantine i guess there's a, a curfew yeah, there was curfew, a curfew yeah yeah so we had to be done by 10 right well, it was so like nine o'clock and the the third line is still all the way down if you know the area it's was down all the way to magnolia yeah yeah it's so arlington um, magnolia over there and it was like Dang, which is like yeah thing. which which is like two miles <laughs> yeah yep so yeah yeah we are we are, are theoretically there is a theoretical curfew at 10 o'clock yeah here in california um yeah. but so you want to be you want to be nice to your neighbors though there's also oh, yeah. a noise there's also a general just in general here at least here where we are there's a there is an all all the time there's a 10 o'clock yeah. noise noise uh curfew kind of thing totally. happening so and as a church you shouldn't really piss off your neighbors yeah. I mean, that's not it's not <laughs> That's not a way to witness to your community. Not a good look. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Well, what, uh, if you can say, what, uh, what projects are you working on? I know you guys, you guys just did full color house lighting. Uh, so that we finally, did. That, we that, that upgraded finally our house lights here. And that we, it was kind of weird because we found out in the last few weeks that all of a sudden it needs to be done this year because that's where the budget's at. And we were right. like, what? There's a budget. <laughs> So yeah. we did that. Um, we just, we just literally yesterday we got a slamming deal from Martin Lighting. Love those guys over there because this deal is insane. What they're working out, like essentially they, the manufacturers are they all do this, but Martin gave us an insane deal where, at the end of the year typically they get rid of their overstock. So if you're into upgrading. At your church definitely worth waiting till the end of the year when all these manufacturers need to get rid of their overstock because they get taxed on it if it sits in their warehouse. Right. So in the case of Martin, they way overestimate how much they were going to sell this year back in 2019. So they pre-manufactured all these lights and it's just sitting there not being sold. And so essentially we really get a really good deal. And so we just upgrade our entire or uh, Riverside campus is all up. We ordered a brand new it's all Martin lighting, moving light and key light package. And uh, yeah, it literally was like probably 60% off almost. <laughs> yeah, was, well, that's a, quite a good deal. Yeah. Well, and this and right now is a good time. I mean, honestly, right yeah. now is a good and time. And the building's closed. So yeah, it was. Yeah. It's prime time to clean yeah. it up and update it. Yeah. The, the end of, anyways. Yeah. The end of this year was was very much you know try to cram everything in because all, all the manufacturers are trying to get rid of their stuff yeah so they were very much uh was a lot of incentives happening to uh move the stock that they had yeah. um unless you unless you have unless you were a company who had video stuff because no one had any of it has any video oh, stuff. it's gone there's no video stuff to be had folks we've talked no. about it before yeah, on the we podcast to too because that was supposed to happen but there's just nothing there there's no video to be had i mean like yeah it's all stuck a, and and now it's starting to hit audio. Yeah. Um, like oh yeah, Behringer. I have 
I've no. got clients who are waiting for the Behringer consoles for and, and, and Hal well, and Hal and Heath and, 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 yeah. and Yamaha. You can't yeah. like try to buy a TF right Yamaha TF right now. You can't buy them. Yeah. There's none. This Somebody poor clients been waiting like five months. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, like we're we're a huge Allen Heath and Yamaha dealer. Yeah, and people call us all the time. We're like, we have other dealers call us because they know we usually have stock, yeah. and we're like, yeah, we don't have anything. If we did, it'd be going into our jobs first, and we're waiting just right. like you. Yeah. So you know, I mean, we're, there's just not there's just none to be had. Yeah. You know, um, crazy. So it's getting really. You know, everybody's super backed up because this is all hit. You can always, you can kind of have, there's always this, there's like this, there's the map of how, of the countries where uh, COVID hit at different stages. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it's backed up, you know, like, like Japan. So Yamaha gets hurt and parts of China. So all these other companies get hurt and England. So some of these other (laughs) manufacturers are in England. So, you know, just like all over the, all over the place. So it just, you know, it's one of those crazy, crazy things. So, cause right now very little is built here in the United States. Um, although that is changing, um, cause people, Mm -hmm. cause I think a lot of manufacturers felt like they got bit pretty hard by this. Yeah. And so a lot of this stuff's coming back over here to this, to this continent. Yeah. Um, probably not fast enough, but yeah. you know, but whatever. So, True. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's on the project on the teaching front, you also have a passion for helping out folks. Um, yeah. you, have a, you have a YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel, and it's just my name. I didn't really want to affiliate it with any company necessarily. We do have people who help, like, make it happen. Right. Um, E2I helps us out a lot as far as the production side. Like, they help give me some cameras and all that. But, like, they're so nice. I don't. They don't really need me to shout them out or anything. Just I do it because, you know, that's a lot to give to me just to not receive anything back. So, um, shout out to them because... They're so they're also on the same front as for education before anything else, um, and so yeah, the, the whole goal is to educate and empower people and the tech community and especially churches because it just it's a weird market out there for lighting, audio, and video and all that is because Definitely. a lot of manufacturers just for a while they underestimated the church community and how much production actually happens in it for sure and uh, a lot of companies were trying to push like gear that's like not that a lot of churches were it was just overkill for them right and also vice versa there was just no fixtures no products out there that really catered to the church community Um, and there is now like everyone thinks you have to have an ma but right there's a lot of there's a hundreds of consoles probably in between the the little you know, leprechaun and MA consoles that right. are perfect for the church. So we, we try to highlight those products and gear that is more budget friendly, but still really powerful. And obviously we do, you know, check out the, the really nice stuff, but uh, I think a, the, the big meat in our uh, categories is uh, like just smaller products, like a lot of Chavez on there and Chavez is nice because it's a really uh, budget-friendly product line and uh, almost every manufacturer I'm starting to realize that they're all putting out a, a product line that really is pro-level at, at a 
budget friendly cost and so right. yeah there's just so much out there though so we try to like narrow it down and say these are some really good options that are available out there to look at and consider yep and then obviously we we have people on kind of like you uh we have like you know lighting guys audio guys uh well, we were stuff. we were gonna. I was actually gonna be on it at one point. It yeah, before COVID hit, I was like, COVID hit. We're gonna do a Chick Fil A. We we have this cool thing set up with the local Chick Fil A where they were gonna let us come in and interview people at a booth in Chick Fil A, and we have free lunch and everything for any guests. So that was cool, and they were one of the sponsors, and just essentially sponsors as far as letting us film there and giving us free food and talk. So it's like hot hot ones, I think it's called the right. YouTube channel um but yeah then COVID hit so hopefully next year sometime we could do something outside we're talking with them still right that's really that's um, really cool that, that, yeah, that's a, it's a have, fun like, idea lunch and chat and yeah. yeah well cool well so where where can people reach you <laughs> if they want to you know if they want to reach out to you where where's good on the socials and all that stuff I'm on Instagram at Chris, the number four, and then Lights, L-I-T-E-S, and then that same username on YouTube. Uh, it's the whole channel there. You'll see me and Nick on there <laughs> on the front page, and then I'm on Twitter, same handle as well, Chris for Lights. Uh, so, right. yeah. So, yeah, if you guys if you guys want to reach out to Chris, he's a great guy and uh, very knowledgeable and uh, likes to... Um, is not he is he is not um, stingy with his knowledge. So, <laughs> Try not to be. Yeah, he uh, he definitely. It definitely is. was like when I got started in light, and there wasn't a lot of people. Like it was very hard to get into production. It was literally mm-hmm. based on who you knew, and yep. that's it. There wasn't like you go for a school or go to this you know one church and you're in or anything. It was even hard right. to figure out where in the church to go to because there's not really a website link on any of the church websites back then. So yep. now it's a little more easier, but right. I like to make it easier for people than it was for me because I know the struggle. <laughs> yeah, but it but it is still hard to connect yourself with people who yeah. are giving good information. Yeah. And totally. who are trying to do things correctly. Um, so I love networking. Like networking is like I think one of the most coolest experiences because you can right. network with people from different types of you know production backgrounds and right. that's why I miss conferences so much because you get to do that a lot. But there's a lot more opportunity now with you know like these YouTube channels starting up and right especially yeah. the live streams. So right. Well, I think that's one of the reasons that you and I that you and you and I. Uh, became friends because we kind of have that common thing. We like to network and we like to, you know, know, know other people and meet other people. And, and, uh, Chris is kind of like me where he likes to connect people with other people, you know, yeah. you know, have a conversation and go, you know, you need to meet so-and-so cause this will help you do that. So, yes. yeah. so I, I try to, so happy Carrie was on the last episode or right now it would have been a few episodes, a few, a few episodes ago. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun getting her on and um we're hoping to do more stuff with her and uh her and Deb. I'm trying to get her and Debbie uh, maybe to start a podcast. That's my next They need to. One of, yeah, one of my next one of my next Not things. Enough pro- women in production out there and Yeah, um, it could be an inspiration for sure. Absolutely. And and you know, we're we're super blessed here locally here in Southern California. We have there is actually there's actually a lot of uh great women in church tech. Totally, um, yeah. that are that are just rock stars and um definitely and so yeah i, I uh, uh 
Carrie, Carrie's, yeah, Carrie's, uh, she's, uh, like, I was just, I told Chris earlier, I said, yeah, Carrie's like her own, has her own weather system when, that she carries, <laughs> that she carries with her. She's yeah. a little bottle of joy. She is. She is. She was so, she was so fun to, <laughs> so fun to interview. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, I met her when I met her, um, over at Water of Life, I don't know, like three months ago or whatever, four months ago. The minute I talked to her for like two minutes and I was like, okay, she's going to be on the podcast. She's awesome. <laughs> I, I really like yep. her. So, uh, and she didn't disappoint, but anyway, well, cool. Well, um, Chris, thank you so much for being on. Um, of course. We've been wanting to do this for a while, but both of us are got things going on. <laughs> right. I know it's been crazy. So, um, thanks anyway, for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is the, so this is airing, this is the first, uh, this is actually the first podcast of 2021. Oh, um, we're sick. actually, yeah, we're happy actually, new year. Woo. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> cause we knew, cause we know that when 2020 ends, it's all going to be go back to normal. Right. Right. <laughs> I love it when people, I love it when people say that, like, oh yeah. man, I'm going to be glad when 2020, 2020 is over. I'm like, really? I don't know. You know, these are just arbitrary numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, but I mean, yeah, it's, this, it's this is, wish. this is the first podcast of the new year, even though, um, spoiler alert, Chris and I are, are recording this right before Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we don't actually know what's happening in 2021 yet. Right. That you may know something, maybe something totally crazy. I actually yeah. tried to record these things far kind of far in advance get like you know right a, a bunch of them uh in the can so not like the old church tech weekly days where we literally just <laughs> we recorded a podcast and then we put it up mike put it up like the next day dang i i that doesn't give me any confidence i like to be a little bit more prepared right. uh you know i like to have a few episodes that are kind of yeah sitting on sitting in the can you know ready Definitely. to go so anyway yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, Chris. Um, so, so everybody, um, as usual, all the asks, even if, even if iTunes is not your podcast app, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and give us a good review. That really does help. And it kind of pushes all the podcast apps, oddly enough. They all kind of look at iTunes. So if you do that, it, it helps us in the rankings of all the other podcast apps. And you can hit me up just by going to either churchtechprofiles.com or thesoundbooth.com. Email me at van at thesoundbooth.com. Hit me up on all the socials, Church Tech Pro, Twitter, Church Tech Profiles on Instagram. And we do have a Facebook page. Download the podcast in, in your app, whatever app you have, because it's on all of them. Or you can just literally go to uh, thesoundbooth.com and listen to them all there. So be good people and uh, keep serving the church. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later.